Thank you so much, ladies. Well, welcome to the last Sunday of 2021. It's amazing how quickly a year can go. And just yesterday, it was Christmas. Just yesterday. Uh, so I've got to ask you a question. When are you going to take down your Christmas decorations? Or some of you may already have done it. All right, so I'm going to, I'm going to let you respond today here up in the balcony. Glad you all are here too. Well, I'll tell you what, this left side right here, this is my amen row right here. I, I appreciate you all packing it out over there on the left side. Left side, strong side today, amen? Oh, you, you work on that. All right, so I'm curious about when, when you're taking down your Christmas decorations. I'm going to give you four options. You raise your hand if it applies to you. Some of you would say they're already down. Anybody? Anybody? I don't Bright lights, hard for me to see. We had one in the first service, and she put her hand up enthusiastically. <laughs> they're already down. Number two, they're coming down today. All right? I, I see a few hands, just a few. How about, they're coming down this week. Wow, okay. Not as many as I thought. Okay, here's the last one. What's the rush? <laughs> yeah, that's where a lot of you are. It's like, hey, just leave it up for a while, you know? It's going to become a... Valentine's tree, then it's going to become an Easter tree. And... But eventually, somewhere along the way, eventually the parties and the festivities end and the, de the decorations eventually get put away, hopefully. And then we shift our attention to what's next. And what's next is a very important question because next Saturday is a brand new year. 2022. It's going to take us a while to get used to writing that, isn't it? We're in the habit of writing 2021, so 2022 is going to take a while to get that in our minds. But as we think of a brand new year, listen, I'm not going to talk to you about resolutions today. You can just let that one go. So, oh good, I, I was hoping I wouldn't hear about resolutions, all right? We're not going to do that today. But as we think of the new year coming up, a brand new year in front of us, I want to talk to you about 52 ways to change your life. Now, don't worry, I don't have 52 points to my sermon, okay? Hey, can I get... Can I get amen there? Good. But I do want to talk to you about 52 ways to change your life. And I want to start in, in the book of Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8. In Proverbs chapter 8, in this particular chapter, wisdom is personified. What I mean by that, wisdom speaks as if she were a person. It's as if this person is speaking to us. A person is speaking to us, and that person's name is wisdom. So wisdom is personified. And here's what we read, Proverbs chapter 8, about wisdom. Verse 1, does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? Skip down to verse 10. Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. In other words, wisdom is valuable. Gaining wisdom is a valuable part of your life. And then skip on down to verse 32 through 35. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not ignore it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. In other words, anticipating, waiting and anticipating. 
about what you might learn, what might come, be coming your way. And then verse 35 is such an important verse. For whoever finds me, this is wisdom speaking. And wisdom says, whoever finds me finds life, and watch this, and receives favor from the Lord. Whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. One scholar that I read defined wisdom as seeing life from God's perspective. I want you to write that down if you're taking notes. You've got a bulletin there on the flip side. There's a blank space there. Now I want you to write down, what is wisdom? Wisdom is seeing life from God's perspective. That's really what I want to talk to you about today. How is it that in 2022, we could go about the process of seeing life, not just life in general, but your life, the life you're living right now, the life you're going to be faced with in 2022, how do you go about the process of living life and seeing life from God's perspective? That's a great definition. Wisdom is seeing life from God's perspective. I mean, just think about it. Think about how this year might have been better or might have been different. If you intentionally were trying to see life from God's perspective. Think about this past year perhaps when you were struggling with sickness. And if you'd just been able to see everything that you're going through from God's point of view. Or when you were worrying about your kids and if they're going to turn out okay. If they're going to make the right decisions. What if you had another point of view that was greater than your own. And you could see your situation from God's perspective. Or... If you suddenly lost your spouse this year, or you suddenly lost your mom or your dad this year, and your world just caved in, how do you keep going now? And being able to see life from God's perspective would be tremendously helpful. Or what if you're trying to decide if you should take that new job, and you're, you're trying to say, think about this or that, and, and you're able to see that decision from God's perspective? Or what if you're trying to defeat a particular temptation that doesn't seem to go away and it keeps coming back and keeps coming back. What if you relied on a wisdom that was greater than your own and you're able to see that temptation from God's perspective? Verse 35 says it well, whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. And so if you want God's favor on your life, if you'd like God's favor on your marriage, If you'd like God's favor on your family or on your job in 2022, there is something you can do to make that possible. And I want to show you what that is. If you'll go with me to another book in the Old Testament, it's the book of Psalms and find Psalm 119. Psalm 119. As you're turning to Psalm 119, let me say to you that the the whole book of Psalms is a genre of Scripture known as wisdom literature. That is the entire book of Psalms. Focuses on wisdom, seeing life from God's perspective. Wisdom literature is a category of literature in the Bible that deals with how the world works. Write that down if you're taking notes. Wisdom literature in the Bible is a category that shows us how the world works. It shows us how life works. Think of it this way. Wisdom literature deals with how to live well. And here's an interesting thing about the Psalms. Much of the Psalms were written about how to live well when life's not going well. You think of Psalms as Psalms of praise and adoration, and and there there are plenty of those. But if you read through the Psalms, there's a lot of Psalms. Maybe even the majority of the Psalms were written about when life's not going well. 
So how do you live well when life's not going well? That's wisdom. That's seeing life from God's perspective. That's why we call it wisdom literature. It helps us to see how the world works and what God's perspective is on the life we're living. Wisdom. Now, Psalm 119, if you found it by now, Psalm 119 begins this way. Blessed, there's that word again, we've seen, we saw it in Proverbs. Blessed are they whose ways are blameless, and watch this, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed, there's the word a second time, are they who keep His statutes and seek Him with all of their heart. Verse 3, they do nothing wrong, they walk in His ways. They do nothing wrong, they walk in His ways. You and I have a choice next year. We all do. And the choice that we have is we can walk in your way or you can walk in God's way. But the question I have for you this morning is this. Which one of those has the potential to be a bigger blessing in your life? Your way or God's way? Come on, that's an easy question, right? Just read the text with me again. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep His statutes and seek Him with all of their heart. They do nothing wrong. They walk in His ways. The potential for greater blessing is not found in your way. The potential for greater blessing is found in God's way. Now here's the problem. You will never know God's way apart from God's Word. There's an even greater problem. Many Christians own a Bible, and it sits beside their bed, but it's very, very rarely read. I'm not trying to be critical of you, I'm just trying to make an honest observation. Many Christians see the Bible as big and confusing. They look at the Bible and say, I don't even know where to start, I don't understand it, it's big and confusing, I wasn't raised in a Christian home, and, and I, don't, I don't understand this book. They see the Bible as big and confusing, and the end result is, it just doesn't seem worth the effort. It just doesn't seem worth the effort to dig in. In fact, there was a survey done, it just boggles my mind, but there was a survey done that said, 19% of churchgoers, that's you, 19% of churchgoers read their Bible every day. Compared to 68% of pet owners who walk their dogs every day. In other words, we're more committed to making sure we walk our dog than we are to opening God's Word. We invest our time in things that matter to us. And for 81% of churchgoers, this doesn't matter that much. Oh, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're here on Sunday to hear this Word preached. I'm glad that you watch Charles Stanley or you watch somebody else and you hear God's Word preached. I'm so thankful that you do that. But you need to understand that if you're going to experience the favor of God and see life from God's perspective, see your situation from God's perspective, there has to be time where you are in the Word of God. Howard Hendricks said, even though the Bible remains the most sold book in the world, it is also one of the most neglected. And can I tell you why it's so important for you to pick up this book and read it every day? Get ready to write this down. You need to pick up your Bible and read it every, every day because it keeps you in range of God's voice. Every time you read your Bible, it keeps you in range of God's voice. You see, you will never see life from God's point of view without consistently reading 
God's word. And so we read in Psalm 119, verse 24. Look at this verse. Your statutes are my delight. They are my, what's that next word, that last word? They are my what? Counselors. The psalmist said, I found the way to find wisdom. I found the way to to find understanding and to see life from your, your view, Father. And that is, I found it in your word. That your word is like my counselors. But now, here's the hard part. Are you ready? Here's the hard part. That's just the starting line of what God wants for your life in 2022. What do you mean by that? If you really want and you if you really want to see life from God's perspective and you really need to see life from God's point of view, you need to develop the habit of not just reading the word of God, but you need to take that a step further and develop the habit of memorizing the word of God. Thus the title of the message today is 52 ways to change your life. I want to talk to you about the possibility of you memorizing scripture perhaps even every week but before you write that off as not worth your time before you say no I'm not interested in that before you say that's just preacher talk I want you to walk through scripture with me and I want you to look at Psalm 119 I want you to see verse 11 would you just walk through this one verse with me it's a short verse just 15 words But in these 15 words, the Bible puts into perspective what it means, the value of memorizing Scripture, of not just reading Scripture, but memorizing Scripture. Psalm 119 verse 11 says this, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Let's divide that verse into two sections. The first half of the verse says this, I have hidden your word in my heart. The word hidden is a deliberate action. Hidden, that the idea behind that Hebrew word is that this is something I have been intentional about. It, you could translate it this way. I have stored up your word in my heart and I worked at it. I really worked at it. I, I've stored your word into my heart and I really worked at it. And by the way, can I get an amen? The older you get, the more you have to work at it. But you can still do it. Scripture memory does take time and it does take effort. But here's the payoff. Second half of the verse is the payoff. That I might not sin against you. That is, the psalmist is saying, I'm not memorizing Scripture because that's what good Christians do. And I'm not memorizing Scripture because I want to impress people with how spiritual I am. The psalmist said, I'm memorizing the Word of God because it helps me to live my life better. When I memorize Scripture, I I make wiser decisions. When I memorize Scripture, I have... A stronger faith. When I memorize scripture, I don't sin as often. When I memorize scripture, my mind dwells on the right things. I'm hiding God's word in my heart, the psalmist said, so that, here's the payoff, so that I'll live life better, so that I will not sin against you. It enhances your relationship with God. See, there's something very personal, very practical, very powerful about committing scripture to memory. Now, I want to show you something. Everybody look up here. I need to find this. There it is. Remember the the definition of wisdom. Wisdom is seeing life from God's perspective, right? These are just three by five cards. There's six of them. It's kind of a diary of 2021 for me. 
uh, these first two cards, they, they were in my truck this morning. That's where I've been keeping them lately because uh, as I'm in my truck and I'm traveling from here to there, I, I try to, to read over the verses and not while I'm driving, but you know, when I'm, when I'm at a red light, I try to read over the verses and I try to remember and, and I try to, to see this situation that I'm facing from God's perspective. You see, here's what you need to understand about all six of these cards. None of these cards were written up because, well, that's what good Christians do. None of these cards were written up so that I could impress you with how much I've memorized. Because in 2021, I've only memorized six. So there's nothing to be impressed about. But these six cards are kind of a diary of what I've been facing this year. What I've been dealing with. These six cards kind of paint a picture of where I needed God's perspective on that particular situation in my life. And in that area where I needed God's perspective on that particular situation in my life, I took the verse and I wrote it down and I memorized it. And I still keep it handy. Whether it's in my truck, these two were in my truck this morning, these four were on my desk this morning. Because I still keep them handy. So I can be reminded of God's perspective on that particular situation, whether it's in my personal life, whether it's in my ministry, whether it's in my family. I just need sometimes to have God's perspective on my particular situation. And rather than just read it and forget it, I write it down. And I memorize it. I want you to write this down on your notes there. Memorize so that you can internalize God's Word. You memorize so that you can internalize God's Word. Dallas Willard said, If I had to choose between all the disciplines of the spiritual life, I would choose Bible memorization because it is fundamental. It is a fundamental way of filling our minds with what it needs. It's a fundamental way of filling our minds with what we need. That's why these cards are up here. It was a fundamental way of me filling my mind with what I needed at that moment, which was God's perspective on that situation. That's wisdom. Wisdom is not running and saying, what do you think I ought to do? What do you think I ought to do? Wisdom is not saying, hey, 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 I'm just stressed out about it. Wisdom is saying, God, what do you think? God, what do you say? God, as best I can, I'm going to try to internalize your viewpoint on my situation. Now some of you are probably sitting there thinking, Pastor Keith, I get a pass on this one because I just can't memorize anything. And you know what? You, you, you're probably right. I, I really do understand. You, you probably can't memorize anything. But, but before we move on, let, let me just ask you a few questions. How many of you know your mother? I mean, your, yeah, your mother's maiden name. You know your mother's maiden name? Hold your hand up. All right. Good. How many of you know your address? Would you raise your hand if you know your address? Okay. How many of you know two phone numbers by heart? Just two. You got... All right. Very good. How many of you, how many of you know at least one song by heart? Maybe it's a hymn. Maybe it's Taylor Swift. It's just anybody. You know, just... All right. Very good. Raise your hand if you can say the Pledge of Allegiance. All right. Very good. Very good. Raise your hand if you've raised your hand for all of those. You're right, you can't memorize a thing. None of you can. Our problem is not that we can't memorize. Our problem is that we don't take the time to do it. 
But if you will internalize the Word of God, that's when you begin to gain God's perspective on your situation. And in 2021, six different times, I needed to gain God's perspective on my situation. So I memorized, so I could internalize what God says about that. Truth is, there are thousands of ideas and, and stats and facts and figures that you memorize. We remember what's important to us. And I'm not saying you're a bad Christian if you don't memorize Scripture. I'm just saying you're missing out on something that really could help you refocus your life. Here's why. What else could you possibly memorize that would help you more than God's Word? I mean, honestly, I don't have an answer for that question. What could you possibly memorize that would help you more than God's Word? Nothing has the potential to change your thinking more. Nothing has the potential to encourage you in your struggles. Nothing can make your life more usable than committing Scripture to memory. Chuck Swindoll said, I know of no single practice in the Christian life more rewarding, practically speaking, than memorizing Scripture. No other single exercise pays greater spiritual dividends. Now here's what I want to say to you. I'm just going to give you five reasons real quick. I'm not even going to explain them really. I just want to outline five benefits of memorizing Scripture and, and just say them real briefly so I can then give you some practical things at the end. Five enormous benefits of memorizing Scripture for taking notes. Number one, it helps me overcome daily struggles. Helps me overcome daily struggles. If, if you struggle with anxiety, if you struggle with depression, if you struggle with addiction, if you struggle with the wrong kind of thoughts, destructive habits, anything like that, when, when God's Word is hidden in your heart, it can enable you to defeat those thoughts that have been defeating you. Because you're internalizing the Word of God, it, it helps you to have God's perspective. Listen, I found out all kinds of people have an opinion. And most of the time, their opinion is right. At least in their mind. I found also that Satan has an opinion too. And he's happy to offer you his opinion on what you ought to do in your situation. But I found that the greatest comfort, and the greatest wisdom, the greatest direction I've ever gotten in my life is found in this book. Why would I not want to memorize and internalize what God says about my struggles? One reason, one of the great benefits of memorizing Scripture is overcome daily struggles. Number two, it's daily victory over Satan and his temptations. I like the way one pastor said it. He said, memorizing Scriptures enables me to hit the devil in the face. That's the way Jesus did it. In his temptation time, when he went away after his baptism, he kept quoting Scripture. Number three, provides comfort and counsel to others. I read about a pastor who uh, was in a desperate situation that I've been in many times, and most pastors have been. He was called to a hospital, and it was one of those situations where somebody had a heart attack, and it wasn't clear if they were going to live or die. This was pre-COVID, and the whole family, there was about 20 family members that had gathered there in that tense heartbreaking situation. And one of the family members turned to their pastor and said, Pastor, do you have a word from the Lord for us? He didn't have his Bible with him. And he said, my mind went blank. He said, after it was all over, 
I went home and I got on my knees and I began to weep. He said, and I told God that will never happen again. And he began that night to memorize Psalm 46. And to this very day, he can quote Psalm 46 verbatim and many, many, many other scriptures because he realized that night that when you internalize the word of God, you have a word of comfort and hope you can share with others. Let me give you another benefit real quick. It allows you, of course, to communicate the gospel to unbelievers. When you're out among the people, when you're out with your family, when you're out in different places, you don't always have a Bible with you, nor would you necessarily want to drag it out and say, here, let's look through this. No, but you can just offer a word of encouragement. You can present the gospel in an outline fashion because you've internalized the word of God. And number five, it it enhances your prayer life. Because when you're memorizing Scripture and you've internalized the Word of God, what I have sometimes found myself doing is saying, because I memorized these words, I sometimes pray them back to God. God, you said, and I'll quote it to God. And I'm not quoting what Keith said, I'm quoting what God said. What better thing to pray about than what God's already said? God, I'm claiming by faith what you said right here. It really enhances your prayer life. So, the last thing I want to share with you is this. Let me give you three ways or three types of scriptures you need to memorize. Alright? By the way, do you remember the title of the message? The title of the message is what? 52 ways to change your life. What if this next year you develop the spiritual discipline of just trying to memorize one scripture a week? I quite honestly started to write up a, a list of 52 verses and say, hey, let's, let's all memorize these 52 verses. Here, you get, get you a handout as you're leaving. Let's memorize these 52 verses. And then as I was studying that, I realized, you know what? Those might not be the 52 verses you need. Those verses may not be on your list. These are the verses that I needed. May not be the verses that you need. So how do you find the verses you're supposed to memorize? Here's what I'd say to you. I want to answer that question in three ways. First and foremost, memorize the ones that you need. That's what these are. These are verses that I needed. Memorize verses that will help you. I'm not suggesting that you memorize for the sake of memorizing. I'm not suggesting that you do two 52 verses, so at the end of next year, you can brag about the 52 verses you memorized. I'm not talking about that at all. I want you to memorize Scripture so that you can defeat the devil at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I want you to memorize Scripture so that it will help you have God's perspective on your situation that you're dealing with. Memorize verses that will help you defeat the enemy and live for God. So if you worry, then memorize verses on worry. If you're grieving, memorize verses on comfort and hope and heaven. If you're addicted to something, memorize verses about temptation. So first, memorize verses that will help you. Start there. Number two, memorize verses that you find. Now, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Here's what I mean. is like as you're reading, there will be certain times as you're reading the Word of God, when you don't find a verse, it finds you. You're reading the Word of God and all of a sudden, man, it just pops out at you. And so this is not my study Bible, this, this is just my preaching Bible, but, but I've got places marked and highlighted, underlined in red uh, throughout this Bible because 
those are the verses that spoke to me. Those are the verses that jumped off the page at me. And so sometimes God will give you a verse. Listen to this. I'm not going to charge you extra for this one, okay? Sometimes God will give you a verse that you don't need today, but you're going to need it down the road. You better start learning it today because you might need it next month. So memorize verses that you find. Or it might not be for you. It might be that God's given you a verse that you're going to encourage somebody else with this week. Memorize verses that you need. Memorize verses that you find. And number three is this. Memorize verses that will help others in their walk with the Lord. There are certain days when the Holy Spirit is going to use you to bring God's holy word into that situation. There are certain days when the Holy Spirit will give you the opportunity to give God's perspective on that situation that somebody else is going through. God's going to give you the opportunity to speak to your brother or your sister and offer God's perspective on that situation. God's going to give you the opportunity to speak to your son or daughter and give God's perspective on that particular situation. God's going to give you the opportunity to speak to that stranger and to offer God's perspective on that situation. But you will never be able to take advantage of that opportunity if you have not internalized the Word of God. So where do I start? I'm going to give you one verse to start with. The rest of them, you've got to choose. I'm going to give you one verse to start with. Psalm 119, verse 11. Your word have I hidden my heart that I may not sin against you. Psalm 119, verse 11. Just start there. Start there and understand that it, hiding God's word is an intentional, deliberate act. But there is a payoff. Payoff for you and a payoff for others. As you internalize the word of God, as you memorize it, and then gaining God's perspective on your situation. I told you a moment ago, with this I'll close, I told you a moment ago that these six cards are kind of a diary of my life for this past year. Kind of a diary of what I've been through this year. And not all of it is tragic or bad or anything like that. It's just there are certain times when I needed God's perspective on a situation in my heart or in my family or in this ministry at church. And I needed to re- be reminded and to know and to understand God's, situa- or God's perspective on my situation. And so I wrote it down. I memorized it. Not 52 times. I didn't meet that standard. Not 52 times, just six. But oh, how I treasure those six times where God said, let me give you a different perspective. Let me help you understand my perspective. That's what it means to walk in God's way. And when you walk in God's way, you can expect God's favor. And I want that for you in 2022. Let's pray about it together. Would you join me? Father, we're grateful that you are Lord and you are God. And you have a perspective that we don't have. You have knowledge that we don't have. You have understanding that we don't have. And so, Lord, we are so grateful. 
that regardless of what we're facing in life, regardless of the challenge or the decision or the opportunity, you can give us wisdom as we read your word and as we walk in your ways. Would you help us this year? Whether it's six times or 52 times, would you help us to to memorize your word and internalize your truth? So we can understand your perspective. May we walk in your ways. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to sing this final.